one of the biggest things that's changed is I landed my first client for a $3,000 package that I created while I was in the program. I've been implementing different things and I've been seeing the impact of it. I'm getting a lot more interest from people. And now when I reach out to potential clients or something like that, I know what to say. Hi, you're listening to Creatives Making Money, the podcast for creative service providers on a mission to do the work they feel called to and make excellent money while they do it. This is a show for the writers, makers, dreamers, doers, creators, artists, the crazy ones, the ones who are determined to consciously build the life and career of their dreams. Here, we don't just believe in getting your dream job. We believe in creating it. So what does creative success look like? How do we live a fully expressed, abundant life? How do we create the revenue we desire and hold space for our soul projects? That's precisely what we're here to talk about. I'm your host, Jamie Jensen, award-winning screenwriter, conversion copywriter, former agency founder and CEO, serial entrepreneur, and shameless creator. No matter where you are in your creative and financial journey, I'm here to help you create like you mean it. Welcome to Creatives Making Money. Today, I have a very special guest with me, Danielle Wallace. Danielle Wallace is the owner of Shail Media Publishing, where she helps powerhouse brands flip facts into sales-driven narratives. She's also a former TV reporter who served communities in Central and Southeast Alabama. During most of that time, Danielle was a one-woman show, shooting, writing, editing her stories. She is a proud alum of Troy University's Hall School of Journalism and Communication. While a student at Troy, she self-published her first book, Her Poetic cinema of life. Over the years, Danielle has enjoyed being a contributing writer, a volunteer creative writing instructor for youth, and the founder of her Christian women's digital magazine, Memoirs of a Virtuous Woman. Danielle, welcome and thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Um, Honored to be uh, a guest on your podcast because I've been listening to it for a while. And so very honored and excited to be here. (laughs) Yay. So, okay. First of all, just reading your bio, I'm like, you're so accomplished and you've done so much. (laughs) And I want to just highlight all of the different areas of writing and storytelling that you've touched and all of your experience. So Danielle and I know each other because Danielle is a copywriter. We've worked together um, in Create Your Six Figure Copywriting Business. So I know a lot about her business and where it is now. But what I really want to get into, especially right now, is like, How did you transition from journalism to having a copywriting business? And where do all of these pieces of your writing fit into your life now? Yeah, um, very good question. So, you know, since I was a child, I loved writing probably just like any other writer. And so I was very creative growing up, journaling, writing short stories just made up in my head and stuff like that. And when I was in college, I did more than just participate in the student news uh, station doing stories every week or whatnot. I don't know. I just want to be very well-rounded when it came to writing. One of those types of people I like learning. I like being creative and stuff like that. So while I was doing stories to my student news station in college, I'd also volunteer with the student radio station. I volunteered with the student newspaper, writing stories from week to week. So I just, you know, I like writing. I like telling stories. And I guess that is where my passion is. And so 
the broadcast journalism going into it as my major, if that's what I wanted to do. But at the end of the day, it didn't matter whether it was TV or print. I just like writing and telling stories. So transitioning from journalism to copywriting to me seemed easy because I kind of dabbled in different types of writing growing up. So it was relatively easy (laughs) for me. So yeah, just being um, a person that loves storytelling and, and writing and information. Yeah, you're you like facts, right? You're into <laughs> research and facts and like getting into the data a little bit too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> when did you discover that storytelling was your thing? Hmm. Probably at a very young age. I used to just write made up stories and I used to love all the chicken soup for the soul books I used to like the stories in there and I was like oh I would love to submit a story I just love writing different things and letting your uh, imagination just go elsewhere (laughs) what's your favorite thing you've ever written Uh, that's a good question Hmm. my favorite thing I've ever written is probably the poetry book that I self-published when I was in school. That was probably my favorite thing I've ever written because at the time I written different types of poetry, just probably kept them in notebooks or whatnot. And I'll say, huh, what if I put all of this in a book to encourage, inspire somebody else? And so that's what I did. And at the end of it, it had pages for like a journal or whatnot, like telling people, hey, you have your own thoughts. You can write them out here as well. So I think that's probably the favorite thing I've ever written. Yeah, I love that. You're inviting them to become a poet of their own after reading all of your poetry and allowing that to inspire them. Right, yeah. That's really cool. (laughs) What I also am realizing and want to point out is like you gave them a call to action. (laughs) So it was like you were almost unintentionally (laughs) preparing for your future career as a copywriter. Right. (laughs) No, I never really thought about that, but I really did. I really did. (laughs) Yeah. You knew exactly what you wanted them to to know, feel, and then do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I love that so much. So making the decision to start your own business is like, that's a big leap. And so I'm curious to hear from you at what point in your journalism career, did you decide it was time to, to start your own business and only be working for yourself? So while I was working as a reporter, I've been doing it for probably about seven years and a long time before all of this, like while I was in college, I knew eventually that I wanted to have my own business focused on writing, but I just didn't know when, I didn't know how, I didn't know anything about how to go about doing it. Um, but I just knew I wanted to. And I said, you know, there'll come a time when I will know and I'll know what to do as far as like those proper steps in order to take. The news, you have usually two-year contracts. And before I signed my last contract, I was like, no, I got to do something different. (laughs) Because just looking at what I wanted for my future, I was like, this isn't it. And I didn't want to go from station to station and be in the bigger cities doing news and eventually go to like national news, what a lot of people aim for, that just wasn't me. I wanted to eventually branch out and do my own thing as far as writing was concerned. And I, you know, probably like a year before is when I say, okay, I gotta start taking this seriously and doing something different if I want to make this possible. So I just started looking at things in the long run, like what do I want 
for my future as far as like what I will want to wake up and do every day and how I would like to serve people because the news, you know, I was serving people every day, but it wasn't uh, what I wanted to do forever. I want to serve people in a different capacity. <laughs> how did you discover, cause that that's huge. And I feel like a lot of people know that they want to get into business because they want to be of service or feel of service in a different way than they are in their pre-existing career. So what was that process for you in terms of discovering what would help you kind of feel and be most of service? Mm. You know, one of the things I started thinking about was the things that I've gone through in the past personally <laughs> and how I could help people as far as getting their message out there. It's just certain things that observed over the years and things that people struggle with. And I'm like, I know I can help them with this. I know I can take my skills that I learned from my my profession as a reporter, take my skills, uh, writing that I'm very passionate about, and I know I can help people. So I think it was a combination of things that I've gone through in the past, how I would want to help people, and the meaning behind my business, you know, the word, you know, it's basically around strength, ability, efficiency, and all of that. So Yes, but that's where it all comes into play. And that's how I like to serve people, making them feel like they are the best and they can be the best brand they can be with all of this high level copywriting. So I want to empower them to be the best they can. <laughs> yeah. Strength and power. Like you have so much strength and power and you're bringing that to your clients. Right. Yeah. I love that. I also always <laughs> mispronounce the name of your brand because I'm terrible okay. and the worst. <laughs> Some people ask me, uh, you know, how is it pronounced or what, what is it? Or they'll find that it's an interesting name and I'll explain to them. <laughs> yeah. And it, where does it come from? So it's a biblical word and the meaning of it is strength, ability, efficiency. And of course, you know, I had heard of the word before. And then I remember I was you know, sitting one night um, and I was like, what should I name it? And I don't know, all of a sudden it just clicked. Okay this is what you should name it because this is how you want your clients to feel. You want them to feel like they have the ability to conquer the world. You want them to feel like they have the strength to do what they can. Once I hand over my work to them, efficiency, I like to work in a certain type of way, you know, all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. In terms of like when you were first starting out with your own business, what were the biggest challenges that you faced like early on, early days? You know, do you remember kind of like the first few steps you took the first few clients and was there anything else, you know, I would say in the first like six months that were particularly any particular challenges that cropped up for you? Yeah. So in the beginning stages, like the beginning of starting my business, I, I was using Fiverr. I think I went on there a few years before because I was looking for someone to do some stuff for me. And I was like, Danielle, you should be using this for yourself as well to start with your business or whatnot. And so I started using Fiverr. Of course, usually people come to Fiverr because they think they can find people to do things that are at a lower rate or something like that. But that's where I started at, just to you know start building up a 
portfolio, start getting stuff out there. Because of course I had written plenty of stuff, but I was like, okay, I need more stuff catered to what I want my business to be about. In terms of like struggles, you would have people that would, you know, see your rates on your page, but they would try and still come to you and message you and say, can you do this, this, and that for me for this amount, which was significantly lower. Um, that's one challenge or, you know, just in the beginning, I guess you feel like you have to prove yourself, um, even outside of Fiverr when you start getting clients, like proving yourself to someone that you're the best person from, for the job. It's a learning journey because you don't have all the answers at first. You don't really know how to tell people the things that you need to tell them in the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. And like communicate your value. Right. (laughs) Yeah. What were some of those big lessons in the beginning or like, let's say like the first year of business, what were some of your biggest Mm. lessons or learning curves? Mm. Well, I did learn (laughs) that, especially from your program, having people fill out an application before (laughs) I actually speak to them to know if they could possibly be a good fit. If I'm using my time wisely, they're using their time wisely in terms of getting on the phone with them. That's one thing, definitely a lesson. Second, boundaries, because at first it was like, oh, I'm excited to do this and everything like that. This is fun. I didn't really think about boundaries at first. You have people that might cross those boundaries and expect you to respond right away or respond on the weekends and you might not be available. So that's another thing that I realized, okay, got you better in terms of like laying this out in a contract. These are my hours. This is when you can expect to hear back from me. So that, I think those were the main things, boundaries and communicating your value to people. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. I'm curious to sort of touch on, cause you mentioned some of the, like one of the lessons that you learned from going through create your six figure copywriting business. And I think you were about a year into your business full time when you decided to jump into the program. Uh-huh. So do you mind speaking to like what your business sort of looked like and felt like at that point before we got into it? Yeah, things are going well, but I knew that they could get better in terms of, you know, I wanted more I wanted you know I wanted to raise my rates that was one of the biggest things I knew that had to change and I didn't quite know how my packages could look differently in order for me to attract those those higher paying clients I didn't know that um so that was one of the big things that was going on at the time when I applied because you know my thing was I wanted to I want to definitely attract higher paying clients. I want to change my packages where they communicated the value of what I was offering. And I want to be more clear about, you know, everything I had to offer. So that's what it looked like at that time. (laughs) Yeah. What was your schedule and working hours like too? Do you know how many hours you were working? So yeah, probably a lot. And I remember mentioning to you that I like to have Fridays mainly as a CEO day to work on the stuff internally that I need to work on as far as like admin stuff and my own content, because I would find myself doing all of this stuff, like on the weekends or just, you know, scattered throughout the week or something like that. That was one of the big things. Um, I finally, I believe I have that under control. Since I've been out of the program, things have been much better on that side of things. And 
especially not working on the weekends. What else has changed since, since going through the program? One of the biggest things that's changed is I landed my first client for a $3,000 package that I created while I was in the program. Uh, that was very exciting because <laughs> I was like, I knew I could do this. And I look back on it thinking like, Danielle, you, you were charging extremely low in the beginning. Like you know the value of the things that you deliver and creating that package and putting it out there. It was not scary at all or anything like that. It was just a matter of, okay, I need to do this. <laughs> like, I know I need to do this. I need to do it uh, the right way. So that was the biggest thing right after I ended the program. And what else has changed? Of course, I've been implementing different things and I've been seeing the impact of it. So a lot of positive things. I've gotten a lot more interest from people as far as communicating what I do, who I serve serve them. And I don't want to say, okay, I'm Danielle and I'm copywriter and that's it. There's a lot of copywriters out there. How can you make yourself different and have your own special spin or whatnot? And that was something I struggled with. And now when I reach out to potential clients or something like that, I know what to say. Yeah. You clarified your standout factor. Mm -hmm. Um, your revenue also increased, like your monthly average revenue increased. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very exciting. Yeah. I, I am celebrating you so much. So if, imagine you're speaking to a copywriter who's just starting out or who's like a year into business and they're considering create your six figure copywriting business or anything that could possibly help them. What would you say to them? What advice would you want to give them? Or what would you want to say to them? I would say that they shouldn't hesitate about doing it because at first I really hesitated about doing it. I was like, okay, should I invest in this program? Because it was my first big investment into a program. Um, I guess like my biggest fear was, am I going to get a return on my investment? You know, all the, all the things that go through your mind. But I would say you have to have confidence in yourself that this is going to work because at the end of the day, you know, you need it. Like, you know, you need it. Why wait? <laughs> Why wait like six months or a year from now? Uh, if you know you need it, like you know you need to change something right now, just go ahead and have the confidence that it's going to work for you and go ahead and, and do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I love how clear you are. You're like, you know, you need this. You, right. just, need to take, you just need to trust yourself enough to say that you'll do the work and the program because it will work if you do it. <laughs> exactly. You have to do the work. And I, you know, I listen to other people say that like before I have to do the work, like some people complain about programs that they don't get anything out of. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to be one of those people. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like, I guess I'm thinking like, well, those people must not do the work. Or they were in a different program that actually doesn't work because I'm sure there are those out there too. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that's true. You have to do your research. And that's one thing that I did, stalked your <laughs> website pages. I was like, okay, I need to find out more about this. I need to look at all the um, reviews, testimonials she has. Like I looked at all your <laughs> probably like videos that you were taught like on Facebook. I was like, okay, I need to know before I <laughs> step in. Yeah. This is one thing I love about you is that you, you are a facts person. I'm by the way, not a facts person, but it's really <laughs> valuable to have a storyteller on your team. Who's also a high facts person because mm -hmm. they will build so much more 
into the sales narrative. Not, not that I'm not like underplaying the work that I do at all. However, (laughs) (laughs) it's extremely valuable to have a high fact finder storyteller. I'm just saying you want a Danielle on your team is all I'm saying. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. I will miss, I will, I will ask uh, people, you know, certain things like if it's I want to make sure that things are accurate like is this accurate <laughs> like we can use this or we can't use this mm-hmm. yeah accuracy and here's the other thing I'll say is that is part of the benefit and value that you bring as a journalist because journalism is like <laughs> you're expected to only put the true facts it's no exactly. like we're not fake newsing all of this but then in the world of marketing it's like we finesse everything. There's clickbait headlines that like say something, but then when you read the actual content, it doesn't even have anything to do with the headline and none of it is backed up with facts. And then right. I, there's a different value that you bring to the work that you're doing where you're like, yeah. no, this is trustable and also like a value driven narrative. So I just yes. love that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for bringing more trustability to online marketing and digital marketing and marketing <laughs> in general. <laughs> We yes. all appreciate that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So what are you excited about right now? Like what's next for you? What do you want to brag about or be, you know, what's, what's on deck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, I've been thinking about a new offer that I want to provide people. I've been doing like some type, some market research. I did um, some polls in my Instagram stories. Um and a Facebook group that I started on LinkedIn. Like I just put out different polls out there every now and then see, okay, what people would like. And so um, I'm pretty sure I will tell <laughs> my people soon. But one of the things that I, I'm thinking about offering is uh, VIP days for people that want, you know, want it, that, you know, want copy now and they don't want to, I guess necessarily wait or maybe they waited till the last minute or something and they need like support in that right now so that's actually something that I'm mapping out like right now um I've been thinking about it probably since the end of last year uh just after you know just thinking about it and doing some polls seeing what people think and people most people say yeah I would love something like that um whether it's a website or their sales page so that's something that I'm working on right now that's so fun <laughs> guys I'm just gonna tell you that I was secretly going thinking like is this a video-based offer is this a video-based offer <laughs> so I'll I'm gonna continue to be whispering to you and being like when is the video stuff coming um yeah I'm still I'm thinking um I'm still trying to think, you know, map it all out in my head. Uh, do I want more than one VIP, like want more than one type of VIP service? Because there are certain things that I've helped people with um, in the past that were kind of on the back end that I really didn't tell people about, but they came to me for something else. And it was like, okay, you know, I can serve you in this way. Like I've written like um, Instagram story. Uh, little scripts for people that were promoting stuff like people that say okay they need help with um, social media video so those are things that I'm thinking in my head like a type another type of VIP day where I can give some type of strategy to people when it comes to that and help them map out that type of content in terms of when they you know promoting stuff Um, because I think that works really well for people who you know 
They just don't, they need that strategy in order to push them forward and do what they need to do. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. So the, just to, to give everyone who, who hasn't, hasn't been privy to all of our conversations and is just popping in for this one, <laughs> I'm asking this because I know that Danielle has a lot of experience and strength in video. And we've been talking about, about a video offer for her since before we were even working together, I think. Yeah. And, and so I'm over here in the background, just like shimmying and waiting for her to make it public. Cause you just have so much like video storytelling skills and background. And I think that your video copy is just, uh, it's gonna, it's other level. And so I, you know, I'm, I'm over here like cheering <laughs> like, <laughs> my pom -pom, being like every time I check her Instagram, is, is it a video thing? Is it out yet? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, uh, I would like to offer some type of strategy for people like in terms of their social media video because uh, it's something that people struggle with and it's, some, it's something that I've helped a few people like um, that I haven't really told anyone else about they come to me for something else and I'm like hey I can help you with this and um, give you a whole bunch of video ideas and like script it out for you and you know get you going on what you need to say <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah yeah so good so good. Uh, yay. Also, <laughs> everyone should be following Danielle. It's Kyle Media Publishing on Instagram now that I'm pronouncing that correctly, but <laughs> we will put the link in the show notes. And I recommend following her on Instagram because her content is incredible. Her branding is incredible. And also every so often she'll do like a one-two punch with something that's really funny. It comes out of left field and you don't <laughs> see it coming. And then you're just laughing for days. So <laughs> highly recommend following Danielle on Instagram if you're not yet. Um, where else should we stalk you, find you? Yeah, uh, where else? So um, if you like LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn as Danielle Wallace. Uh, I'm on, I have a Facebook page for my business and it's Kayo Media Publishing. And yeah, so those are the places you can find me. <laughs> awesome. I must ask you the $5 million question. Yeah. <laughs> Which is if $5 million just dropped into your lap, you don't have to pay it back. You don't have to pay interest. It's just yours to do whatever you want with it. No taxes. What do you choose to do with that money? Hmm. <laughs> Very good question. I would probably, uh, hmm. I would give back, of course, um, probably to youth, probably to young girls, probably, because I did a lot of volunteering uh, in years past with youth. So I would give back in that way. Um, I'd probably also take a vacation. <laughs> and if there's uh, uh, money uh, also where I could spare, what else would I do? I would probably, you know, give back also in, in my hometown, um, of Atmore, Alabama. So yeah, I would, you know, give back for the most part and take a vacation. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what you would want to do, use for the money in Alabama in your hometown? Yeah, probably like a youth mentoring center or something like that. Uh, to encourage, empower youth, boys and girls, you know, hey, like anything is possible. Uh, I can do anything, something like that. Something probably like that has to do with uh, the arts or something like that. I think that's something that's needed, so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love that. Where would you go on vacation? Mm, that's a good question. I'm not sure. 
You could take um, so many vacations with $5 million. I know, right? <laughs> What's um, on the wish list? Let's see. Where would I want to go? Um, I guess like in the time that we're in, maybe Hawaii <laughs> to get mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of sun. Um, where else would I want to go? Uh, Paris <laughs> seems like a cool place to visit. Uh, yeah. Probably those two places. I'm pretty sure I can go a lot more places if I have $5 million. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. We can start with the first two trips on the list. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that so much. Are there any other final words you want to leave our listeners with? Mm, I mean, you know, if you are a copywriter out there listening, the biggest thing I could tell you in terms of like, if you're just starting a business, you know, boundaries, (laughs) it's important communicating the value that you offer is important. Um, Those are the two biggest lessons that I've learned over the past year and a half. So, (laughs) yeah. And what about for anyone who's creative, who's listening, who's just like into the arts, um, you know, is it, is a creative making money in some other service-based fashion? Is there any advice that you would want to give or anything that you like maybe has and with the the youth that you've worked with, is there like a message around that or something that wants to come through and be shared? I'll pass this along. When I was in college, um, there's one of the student news directors. And I remember like my first year out of college, I came back to visit on campus. And, you know, of course, you know, people that used to work with on campus that are um, professors or whatnot, they want to know what you're up to. And I was telling him, you know, I like at the time I just started the blog that I had and I turned into a digital magazine. He was saying, always do something creative every day. So I would tell those anybody in the creative space, always do something creative every day. Danielle, thank you so much for being with me today. I appreciate you to no end. I'm celebrating you and I'm so excited to continue stalking you and waiting for your your video services. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate your support and I appreciate you being very helpful throughout the program and all of that. Like, It was very much needed. Um, I appreciate being here, (laughs) a guest on your podcast. So yeah, all of it. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Creatives Making Money. If you found value in this episode, please don't go anywhere before leaving a rating, review, and subscribing. Also, sharing how you connected with this episode really makes my day. So please, please, please tag me on Instagram at Jamie Lynn Jensen and let me know how this episode helped you. Also, our free Facebook community accepts new members every Monday. So if you're a writer entrepreneur, come join my write and make money community at creativesmakingmoney.com group. You can find all important links and details in this episode's show notes available at creativesmakingmoney.com. And as always, create like you mean it. <laughs>